friends, and welcome back to My Doc Journey. This is your host, Maureen Lee Maloney, and I have great news. The crowdfunding campaign for my film, Voice of Vanilla, is finally over, and we hit 100%. Uh, it was amazing. It was definitely a nail-biter. Up until the last minute, uh, we had a last-minute uh, large donation, which was very unexpected. I was fully prepared to come and say, you know, we didn't quite make it, but I feel good anyway. But uh, I'm really glad to say we hit 100%. It's very exciting. And uh, I have a lot of thoughts, like I said, about the whole process and things that I learned. I do want to re-emphasize that calling people and emailing people individually is really, really important. That is essentially the key. Uh, before I started my campaign, about two weeks before I started calling people, I called about 50 to 55 people or, or talk to them in, in real life if I, if I saw them. And then during the campaign, I emailed people in my email list, not mass emails, although I, I, did, I do have a, a small email list. So I, I was sending email updates through that, but the important thing is emailing people individually. So many people got back to me and basically expressed thanks for reaching out to them individually and they really appreciated that and it was a great opportunity to reconnect with people so you know these mass emails and you know mass posts on social media especially facebook they have lost all value so showing people that you're willing to give them your time you're you're willing to invest even just that little bit of time that it takes to send them an email or or call them that's really, really valuable. After I finished emailing all of the people that I had in my, in my email uh, contacts, then I went to LinkedIn and I emailed my LinkedIn contacts. And if there were some people that I didn't have their emails anymore, I used a website called Rocket Reach. And uh, basically you can use someone's LinkedIn profile to find someone's email address. And so, yeah, if there were people that I wanted to reach out to that say I used to work with them or used to go to school with them, but I, I wasn't connected to them anymore, I would use that. And the other thing is make sure to follow up with people because they will forget, which of course we all know. I mean, I know that I've forgotten people's campaigns that I meant to contribute to. So definitely in that last week, follow up with people. And as far as timing goes, I definitely have a very specific recommendation for this. So I did a 30 day campaign I launched it on a Monday and then it ended on a Wednesday. I would say launch your campaign on Wednesday and that way the two weeks that you've spent calling people, send them an email on that Tuesday before and remind them and then once, the, once it launches on Wednesday, send it again and then your campaign will end on a Friday which is really important because you'll notice that your campaign will dip during the weekends. People aren't really online doing donating stuff on the weekends. So it's important to have that week 
that final week leading up because it is like, okay, this is the last chance, you know, get in there. So you want to have that full week, Monday through Friday, leading up to the end of the campaign. And I'm not sure why I've never heard anybody give this specific advice because now that I've gone through it, it's like, oh yes, that's obvious. But yeah, 30, 30 day campaign, launch it on a Wednesday, it'll end on a Friday. That's what you wanna do. Beyond that, really, that, that was 90% of the success. I do think that some of the PR that I had throughout the campaign helped in that it added legitimacy and deepened the conversation that I was having because you can only share so much through your campaign page, right? But I had a YouTube show that I did an interview on, um, two podcasts I did interviews on, uh, an Instagram Live, and then I, I did an interview with Environment Journal. So being able to share those to my social media accounts um, especially LinkedIn, throughout the campaign really helped. Not so much that it brought in strangers to donate, but that for the people who I had already contacted, who I was connected with, but maybe not closely connected, it, it added that legitimacy. And then through my social media, I was able to gain quite a few followers. And that, I think, was due primarily to the fact that I was sharing, I was really sharing why my film matters. So things like quotes about fair trade, statistics, and then of course, entertaining stuff, funny videos and, and photos and things like that. One thought that I had throughout this process was that making a film is both the most exhilarating thing that I've ever done in my life and also the most terrifying thing. <laughs> it's it's an emotional roller coaster and I am really I think I'm addicted to it. I might have a problem. But as I have ridden this emotional roller coaster, uh, something really occurred to me about what it takes to succeed. So I've, I've been hanging out on Clubhouse a little bit lately. I think I've mentioned that before. And I would go into these filmmaking advice rooms where experts were giving out really awesome advice. But what I kept hearing from people, you know, someone would jump on and say, I have an idea. I have this amazing idea for a film, uh, but I need a producer and money to which an expert would give some really clear steps on what they should do. But then the person asking would seem really unsatisfied and basically say something along the lines of, but how do I just get somebody to make it for me? And I'm just gonna lay this right out there. Filmmaking is scary. It takes time and effort. The thing is anyone can do it, the tools and the resources are out there, they're affordable, but the most important elements to success, you have to develop for yourself. Nobody can give you them, and these are grit and resilience. You have to be brave enough to put yourself out there when you have nothing. And you have to ask people to believe in you and your dream. And in order to do this, you must believe in your dream. Here's the thing though, <laughs> at the beginning, you're not really gonna believe in your dream and you're probably not gonna believe in yourself, not that much, not if you're honest with yourself. 
maybe you maybe you're at like 10%, maybe you're at 20%. That's okay. You don't have to believe in your dream 100%. You are going to get there. I'm realizing now that I didn't believe 100% at first. I'm probably still, you know, I'm I'm definitely up there, but I'm probably still not 100%. But you have to be willing to keep pushing despite that until you believe 100%. And that's that's grit, really. You have to be willing to do the work to overcome the doubt, both your doubt and other people's doubt. And that work will make your film better and it'll make you better. The thing that's key to this is learning to have childlike enthusiasm and curiosity. Make yourself be overtaken with that and not your ego. You got to toss your ego to the side and savor the feeling of the person you're going to become because making a film will level you up as a person. And that'll seem scary at first, but know this, you can handle it. So some straightforward and and simple things you need to do in order to start this process of building up your confidence and, and building up your belief in yourself. You have to stop worrying about the outcome. And, and I always talk about the climbing the mountain. This is like looking at the peak, looking at the top of the mountain from the bottom. It seems too far away. And that's the big thing. But also you have to stop worrying about the outcomes for the little things. So each phone call that you make, don't sit there and worry about what's going to happen with the phone call. Just do it. Just make the call. It's kind of like when you're cliff jumping, you know, or, you know, about to go down a really steep slide. If you stop and think about it too long, your brain is going to come up with all these millions of reasons why you shouldn't do it and you're going to chicken out. You just got to go for it. You just got to jump. And here's the kicker that really makes the difference. Have fun doing it. Just have fun. Just Go into it thinking this is going to be really fun because you decide what's fun and what isn't. So you need to be open to the possibility that everything is going to be fun. People always say, be bold and do things with confidence. And, and that is really important because people are attracted to confidence. But what does that really mean? Like, how do I act confident? You don't. You don't act confident. That's not, that's not a, a way that you act you act like you're having fun. People seem confident when they're having fun. It's a natural byproduct. So don't try to, you know, quote unquote, act confident. Just have fun. Play with the process. Leave your ego at the door. Have childlike enthusiasm and curiosity. It always comes back to that. And that is basically it. I mean, it's easy, but not simple, as I say, or it, or do they say it's simple but not easy? At any rate, just have fun. Don't overthink things. Do what you have to do. Make the phone calls. Send the emails. You're going to get there. As far as setting your fundraising goal, if you have never made a film before and you don't have that many contacts, you're probably going to want to go somewhat lower, maybe $5,000. I do think you should make it 
a bit high. That way you really have to push yourself. You know, 12,000 for me, because this is my first feature. So 12,000 was a stretch for me. And that was good because I really had to push myself, which forced me to build more of an audience. If you haven't done anything before, 5,000 is probably more reasonable. So you have to decide that for yourself, but there's a good guideline right there. As far as little logistics things go, unfortunately, I have to say that I would not go with Seed and Spark again. I'm so sad to say that uh, because I think they're a really great company, but their website is very buggy. They did have a, a crash on the second day of my campaign, which I believe that they, they fixed as quickly as they could. I did unfortunately lose some donations through that that I wasn't able to get back. They apologized and I think that they handled it really well, but the website continues to be really, really buggy. It's mostly little annoying things, but this is a website that not a lot of people know. It, it sounds like a good idea to have a fundraising site dedicated to films. As a filmmaker, you think that's cool, but most of the people you're raising money from are not filmmakers, and so they're not familiar with Seed and Spark. So to be going to a website and having all these website issues, but asking people to put in their credit card information, it's, it's a lot to overcome besides you know, just the annoying bugginess of, of the other things. People usually, when I mentioned that I was doing a crowdfunding campaign, they would say, oh, send me your GoFundMe link. So clearly people are very familiar and very comfortable with GoFundMe. The problem with GoFundMe is that it's not set up in like a 30 day reach this goal kind of a thing, which I think is a good thing because that provides an incentive both for you to reach this number, like, oh, I have to reach this number, but also for people like, oh, I have to donate before this date. You know, having that deadline really spurs people into action. Now, maybe you can kind of create that for yourself. Maybe you can clearly state on the page, we have to reach this amount of money by this date. And then you can create your own um, progress images, uh, you know, to show that you've, you've gotten to 11% or 25% or 50%. And, and so maybe you can kind of make up that difference with that. Or maybe you can just go and use one of the, the more well-known sites like Indiegogo or Kickstarter. Now Kickstarter, you do have to reach 100%, which I don't think is a good thing because, I mean, that's really stressful, but also, you know, if you hit 90%, you're good to go, really. Uh, you should, you know, I liked the Seed and Spark 80%. That was something that I, that I really liked. At 80%, you got the green light, but you had to hit that 80%. But unfortunately, that's kind of the only benefit that I can really say to the Seed and Spark website. As far as rewards go, if you're doing a, a documentary with any type of social message, I would say people don't really care about the rewards. So definitely keep those rewards simple so that you're not feeling like you have to scramble 
or spend a ton of money and um, just doing a ton of work to get those done. And I think that's it. I think that's pretty much all my thoughts on crowdfunding. My next steps are going to be reaching out to foundations. So I will let you know as I hopefully get some progress on that front, uh, then I will give you all some more advice on that. Um, But I'm just really stepping into that now and doing research on the Foundation Center website. I hope this was helpful. Please reach out to me and let me know if there are any topics that you would like me to cover. I'm happy to do that. Uh, Just go to mydocjourney.com or our Facebook page, My Doc Journey, and email or DM me. Thanks for listening and have a great week.